Hey, you're listening to the Coochie Business Podcast, where we talk about coochies in general to black coochies in particular. I'm Dr. Abigail, your coochie curator, and I'm here to break the coochie silence by bringing you dope topics, interesting stories, and curious conversations that'll make you laugh, scratch your head, sometimes maybe shed a tear, but will always give you something to think and talk about. On today's episode, we continue our exploration through the halls and walls of Coochie University. We're still in module one, the Coochie Operating Manual, and we are now in lesson three, where we discuss the Coochie hormones, meaning the hormonal regulation of the Coochie, what you might have learned in biology or sex ed as the female reproductive cycle or the menstrual cycle. Let's start with the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. These two are located in the brain. The pituitary gland is made up of anterior and posterior pituitary, and we'll be focusing on the anterior pituitary for the coochie hormones. The hypothalamus regulates hormones that are released by the pituitary. Um, It primarily produces a hormone called gonadotropin-releasing hormone, and this hormone travels to the anterior pituitary to produce two important hormones. FSH, which is follicle-stimulating hormone, and LH, which is luteinizing hormone. I'll be using the abbreviation mostly to keep this simple. These two hormones, FSH and LH, travel to the ovaries where eggs are produced. So let's recap the ovaries for a moment. Hormones travel to the ovaries through small blood vessels called capillaries. And there are many follicles in each ovary, many, 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 thousands. And each month, some of these follicles will begin to mature but only one will ovulate and produce an egg. So let's say it's the beginning of the menstrual cycle, just after the coochie has shed the uterine lining, i.e. we just had a period. Again, there are many, many primordial follicles. Primordial follicles are these early immature follicles. And each month, only some of these primordial follicles will mature into primary follicles. And they're gonna keep maturing, but only one will ovulate. So let's, let's, let's focus on one of these primary follicles at the beginning of the menstrual cycle. Let's take a pause and talk about the changes of the hormone concentrations that come from the brain during the menstrual cycle. Okay, so textbook duration of the menstrual cycle is 28 days. And it's just textbook. These numbers, they do have a rhyme and maybe some reason, but it's not standard for everybody. So every regularly recurring cycle, regularly recurring cycles that will have its own normal length. For the sake of simplicity, we'll stick with 28 days, helps with mathematics, there we go. So 28 days, let's divide the menstrual cycle into two phases. First half, first 14 days, it's called the follicular phase. The second half, which will be 14 days in a 28 day cycle, is called the luteal phase. So you got the follicular phase and the luteal phase. At the start of the menstrual cycle, there's an increase in gonadotropin-releasing hormone, again, secreted by the hypothalamus. This should cause a steady increase in FSH and LH from the anterior pituitary. Instead, however, what we see is an increase and then a slow dropping off of FSH and a steady level, low level, of LH. What's up with that? 
Now, it doesn't quite make sense, but the reason is there and it's complex. So hold on to that thought because it should hopefully make sense in a little bit here. But first, let's go back to the ovary. FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, initially rises, remember? Because the follicular phase is the first phase of the cycle, FSH will enter those ovaries and stimulates the follicle maturation of primary follicles. Some of these primary follicles will mature into secondary follicles. And while these follicles are maturing, they produce another hormone, estrogen. Estrogen has many effects. In the first 10 days of the menstrual cycle, estrogen has a negative feedback on the pituitary gland, which inhibits the release of LH at low concentrations. Estrogen inhibits LH secretion from the anterior pituitary. And this is why we only see a low steady level of LH in the blood. Because even though gonadotropin releasing hormone from the hypothalamus is stimulating the release of LH at low concentrations, estrogen inhibits that LH release. Another fact is that FSH is secreted primarily in response to low estrogen concentrations. So when estrogen levels start rising, FSH levels fall. So if you were to look at a graph, this explains why you see a steady drop in FSH and that's because of the increasing estrogen levels from the follicles. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with the concentrations of hormones in the ovaries during the menstrual cycle. Again, we'll use this textbook 28 days, but remember every regularly cycling coochie has her own normal. It could be 25 days, it could be 33 days, just divide it in half and do the math that way. We'll stick with 28 for now. As the follicles mature, they produce more estrogen. Remember that estrogen at low concentrations inhibits the secretion of LH. And also the increase of estrogen concentration causes a decrease of FSH secretion. Estrogen is an important hormone, especially for coochie owners. It's the equivalent to testosterone for the penis owner. The peripheral effects of estrogen is that it stimulates bone growth, muscle growth, endometrial growth, that's the lining in the uterus. It maintains secondary sex characteristics that make one appear to be female. And it maintains glands like the breasts and such. So up to 10 days of the menstrual cycle, you're going to see a steady low concentration of LH due to these inhibitory effects of estrogen in the first 10 days, right? You're also going to see a steady drop of FSH due to the increase of estrogen levels as well, which has a ne negative feedback. But what happens after these 10 days? Okay, after 10 days, estrogen levels continue to rise because the follicles continue to mature in the, in the ovaries. And after 10 days, as these estrogen levels continue to rise, it'll have a positive feedback and will stimulate the release of LH. Yeah, you heard that right. So at low concentrations, estrogen inhibits LH secretion. However, at high concentrations, estrogen stimulates LH secretion. The increase of that gonadotropin hormone release 
and estrogen stimulates LH secretion, which leads to a massive spike in LH secretion. And this massive LH concentration is what triggers ovulation of the most mature follicle from the ovary. You might have heard of this and fertility type of things, this LH surge. We tend to test that. This LH surge is what triggers ovulation. And this ovulation from the follicle, uh, ovulation of the follicle from the ovary is releases what we know to be the egg, the female egg, the oocyte. After ovulation, LH levels drop back down. Gonadotropin-releasing horm- hormone slowly drops as well. FSH also had a small spike as a side effect of the LH surge and release and slowly drops back down. So LH triggers ovulation and an egg, an oocyte, is released. After the follicle ovulates, the follicle then turns into what's called the corpus luteum, which is basically a dead follicle, a dying follicle, as it really happens. And this is why the first 14 days of the cycle is called the follicular phase, because it all has to do with the follicle and its maturation. And the second half of the, f- of the cycle is known as the luteal phase, because we have the formation of the corpus luteum. The corpus luteum will essentially just slowly degrade. However, it also has a purpose, and that is secretes hormones. The corpus luteum actually secretes three hormones. It secretes estrogen again, it secretes inhibin, and it secretes progesterone. So what we see in, in the concentration levels of the ovarian hormones is that estrogen levels continue to increase until ovulation, and then it drops slightly, Inhibin wasn't present at all until after ovulation, but then begins to increase thanks to the corpus luteum. And progesterone levels were low in the beginning until after ovulation, where it begins to increase during the luteal phase. So halfway through that luteal phase, let's say 21 days of the luteal phase, of the second, halfway through the second phase, let's say 21 days of the reproductive cycle, progesterone is increasing inhibin is increasing and estrogen is still detectable and all of these hormones are produced thanks to the corpus luteum so what do they do as the secondary corpus luteum develops inhibin secretion suppresses fsh release inhibin has a negative feedback and essentially inhibits the secretion of fsh from the anterior pituitary and because we're in the luteal phase we don't need any more follicles to be simulated yet right So there's the prevention of follicular maturation. Progesterone is the most important hormone in the luteal phase, and it has many functions, one of which is to have a negative effect on the hypothalamus, inhibiting the secretion of gonadotropin-releasing hormone. Now, after ovulation, during the luteal phase, the progesterone levels increase slowly, and the estrogen levels decrease slowly, kind of, And this suppresses gonadotropin-releasing hormone release. It suppresses the release of gonadotropin-releasing hormone. (laughs) And so progesterone inhibits gonadotropin-releasing hormone, which will also affect the release of luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone. So LH and FSH are affected during the luteal phase as progesterone and inhibin increase it 
essentially causes a decrease of gonadotropin-releasing hormone, LH, and FSH. But the main effect of progesterone is that it stimulates endometrial growth. The endometrial lining is the lining of the uterus, which sheds each month. Or the endometrium is where the egg will implant if it's fertilized by sperm. Let's say there's no fertilization and it's a normal menstrual cycle. All good things have to come to an end. The corpus luteum in the ovary will degenerate, allowing a new set of follicles to mature. So as the corpus luteum degenerates, all the hormones that were produced by the corpus luteum, estrogen, inhibin, and progesterone, starts to decrease. It's not there anymore. As progesterone decreases because of that degenerating corpus luteum, it means that progesterone won't be able to continue to inhibit gonadotropin-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus. So, GnRH hormones begin to increase again. This allows for a new menstrual cycle to occur. And also, because of the decrease in progesterone and estrogen in part, it means that these hormones can't maintain the endometrial lining of the uterus. So the endometrium or the endometrial lining, it sheds, and that's what we see as the menses, the period. After the endometrial lining sheds, this allows a new cycle to occur because there is an increase in GnRH again, and the cycle continues, and this happens every about a month. Do you know how long is your menstrual cycle? Are you cycling regularly? For now, let's just stop there. You've got all the hormones of the female reproductive cycle, the coochie hormones and how it's moderated. So that's it for this lesson. You just completed another lesson at Coochie University. This was still the first module, Coochie Operating Manual, and the third lesson, the coochie hormones. Join me next week as we dive deep into the vagina. In the meantime, you can go to the website, coochiebusiness.com. You can sign up for our newsletter to receive updates and behind-the-scenes things. You can scroll to click on the links and send an anonymous or not question that you have, a topic you want discussed, or a story you want to share. Who knows? Just might read it on air. You can also send your questions or stories directly to questions at coochiebusiness.com or stories at coochiebusiness.com and coochie is spelled c-o-o-c-h-i-e and last but not least subscribe to the podcast your subscription helps the podcast grow by making it easier for new listeners to find the show so subscribe on your podcast platform of choice today why stop there though rate the show and leave a comment with the review I'll see you next week.